welcome to Tapped In with Ashley. Welcome everybody to another episode. Today I have the great pleasure of speaking with Emily Sawchuk of Emily Sawchuk Photography. She specializes in weddings and elopements in the New England area, specifically in Maine. Handle is linked in the description box below. I actually had the great fortune to be photographed by her and I got to have a conversation and sit down with her and kind of dig into who she is and why she does what she does. So please enjoy. Do you have any questions before you start? No, just thanks for having me on here. This is really cool. I've never been on a podcast before. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to kind of go back to like maybe you as a kid. Tell me about like how you were raised and maybe any fun stories you have about like your childhood, where you're from. Yeah, so... um... Like I was talking to you about at our photo shoot, um, I grew up in Cumberland, Maine, um, was always really into sports, did tons of sports when I was younger. Um, and that's kind of like, I guess, where I made friends and stuff. Um, but yeah, always like summer camp was always sports and stuff. Um, and I miss sports so much. Um, I played field hockey in college. Um, I played soccer when I was younger, though. Um, kind of just did field hockey in high school and college yeah I know once you're an adult you realize you're like oh man I can't go back and like just hop in and like relive those games or even like finding a team post-college is really hard so that's something going to the gym I don't know like even like the locker room stuff that you're like oh this is like so casual and like just hanging out with your teammates in the locker room like you're never getting that back that's been hard to come to grips with post-college for sure I, I I feel that yeah like when I was in high school um, I was on the ice hockey team the girls ice hockey team and um you know like every practice or game like someone would bring in a stereo and we'd mm-hmm. have like loud music cranking um and it was like always fun you know yeah it's and those are definitely you don't think that you'd remember those times like oh I'm definitely gonna remember the game I'm definitely gonna remember like this win but no you really just remember like oh this game is when like this person made a fool of themselves doing this dance move in this weird way or whatever it is um there's always those kind of fun stories I I tend to remember versus the actual games yeah me too (laughs) um so after childhood and college and all that now you're based in Maine and what drew you to photography? Like, what was your journey coming back to Maine? Explain all of that. Yeah, so right after college, I actually um, took a few months off. Like, I didn't get, like, a real job mm-hmm. um, right after college. I actually ended up hiking the Appalachian Trail with my friend. Um, the whole thing? So we did the whole thing, yeah. Wow. It was, like, a through hike, um, just over 2,000 miles. Um, and that was really great. And then I actually, so right after college, I moved home. Um, but I left for the trail two days after I graduated. Wow. But all my stuff was back home in Maine. Um, and then when I got back from the trail, I ended up um, getting an advertising job. And that was really fun. But I really missed the outdoors and being active and stuff. Um, and so I quit that and actually went off to raft guide training so I'm a licensed main guide um, 
for Whitewater Level 1. And I did that for a little bit. And that was just a total blast. Um, it was up in Caratunk, Maine, where the rivers are. It was so much fun. Like, the training was – it was, like, an awesome summer camp for, you know, adults. And so I had a blast with that. Uh, but then I came back to the Portland area and did some waitressing and stuff, which I still do a little bit of. But in, you know, photography as, like, my gig, hopefully I'll be able to go full-time with it someday. But it's tough because, you know, health insurance is include, isn't included with that. You kind of are on your own for those, those big things. Um, but with photography, you know, I always loved taking pictures of the sunset, the sunrise, everything. I would always have a camera, even, you know, back in the day when we had those, you know, what are they the called? Polaroids, those kind of yes, things? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little Polaroid. So I actually had a Polaroid camera, but I also loved messing with those um, little cameras where you Full would details. fill up and you'd bring them to Rite Aid or whatever, and they'd mm-hmm. have the prints for you. So that was really fun. And I actually have a, a fisheye film camera as well that I just have for fun. Um, and those photos always come out super cool. But a couple of years ago, I invested in a DSLR camera, um, which I guess are considered more professional. And I got a full frame camera. So those are, you know, expensive, but the images are amazing. Mm-hmm. It makes such a big difference. And, you know, I, I started off taking pictures of wildlife and the ocean and landscapes and stuff, but then I really wanted to get into taking pictures of people and capturing moments and, you know, these moments that people will have forever. Um, and I really, really enjoy doing that now, although I do love taking, like, nautical pictures by the coast. I think, you know, the coast is so beautiful. I love capturing it. But it's always great to capture those moments with people, too and get to know people while you're doing it, which is always really fun. Yeah. Okay, I want to go back to the AT trail because, um, so I went to a very crunchy school, first through 12th grade. It's a Waldorf school, and you have the same teacher from first through eighth grade. It's That's kind of one of the philosophies is you really bond with that teacher, and he loved hiking. So from first through eighth grade, we did like day trips, and it's in, it's like a DC area based school. And so my claim to fame is that we walked the entire AT trail in Maryland, which is not that far, but um, right. done Katahdin at the end. And that was uh, with, with Adelaide, who we know, um, mutual. Yeah. That was one of the hardest hikes I had to do. And I was in pretty good shape at that point because I was still playing basketball. But then we were getting looped by guys who would, they were finishing. It was August time. So that people were going through the, through hikers were finishing at that time. And they were just like the most interesting people. They had like their flags and stuff. Cause obviously Katahdin's like the end, big, big culmination of like final frontier kind of thing of them finishing. So I'm sure you've gotten this question a lot, but have you learned like, what are any of those moments from the AT trail? If you, well, this dude or this dudette is super cool. Yeah, I mean, it was a super, super stellar experience. And it's really funny because, you know, I played sports in college and I'm I'm pretty athletic, uh, but I didn't really do any hiking beforehand. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't really go know about camping. I didn't know much about camping and stuff, you know, because 
yeah, I just, I was like, whatever, I'm just going to do this and didn't really practice before. Um, but my friend, she took me on a couple winter hikes that, that winter, uh, before, and that was fun. We didn't camp or anything, but, um, I definitely, because of that, you know, people are like, I could never hike the AT. And I'm like, you know, if I could, with if I did it and I had no hiking experience, then anyone can. Like, there were people in their, you know, like, 70 years old doing it. There were young kids doing it. Families do it. Like, everyone does it. So when people are like, I could never do that, I'm like, yeah, you can. You know, it, it was a crazy experience. My feet had a hard time the first half, probably the whole first half, you know. Lost a couple toenails, had bad blisters. Like, it was pretty wild. But I got new shoes, and then they were good. Yeah, and uh, learning how to do, like, the bear bag. So when you're on the trail, um, you know, there's bears, and you have, like, a food bag. You pretty much find a tree with a branch, and you throw your rope and a carabiner over it, and then, you know, loop your loop your rope onto the food bag um, and then you hoist the food bag all the way up to the branch so that the bears don't get you food. And did you have any encounters with bears or or not so much? Yeah I did have a couple um, you know they're especially in the Shenandoahs they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's so many bears there we had a really close encounter. Um, it wasn't like dangerous but we're probably five feet away from a bear and then there was another time we saw a bear and bear cubs you don't mess with the cubs right we got really lucky because the like mama bear was not aggressive at all and she like kind of let us go it was so wild yeah were you um, scared at all were you like oh it's gonna be fine i would be very terrified if i i saw a moose up close and i was like oh my god like i'm i'm friendly i promise and that was just the moose and the moose wouldn't hurt <laughs> So if I saw a bear, I'd just be crying, I feel like. I mean, it's definitely pretty nerve-wracking. Like, you never know what's going to happen. Bears are really fast and really big. So, you know, you never know. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. We got lucky. That's awesome. In my mind, I'm like, oh, did you take photos? (laughs) I took a ton of photos. Did Um, you get any of the bears? Uh, One, yeah, it's kind of blurry. But, yeah, (laughs) the one where we were really close. Um, but yeah, I, I was taking landscape photos like the whole time, um, just with my cell phone though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And then for, I'm sure with whitewater rafting and that whole journey, I feel like you meet some very interesting people in that sphere of like, cause I don't think of whitewater rafting as like adrenaline junkies type of a person, but I feel like you could get that kind of a person in that world as well. But I feel like in general, it could also just be like a really fun way to be outside and meet new people. Yeah, I mean, there were people. So at the training, um, a lot of the companies do the training the same week in early May or in the month of May, sometimes late May. But all the people in like my training, some people were from Vermont, some were from New York. We had some main people like all over New England, Mass, New Hampshire. So it was a really cool crew of people. No one knew each other. Um, beforehand and it was like I don't know maybe 10 of us um, mm-hmm. so it was like a tight-knit crew it was two weeks of training it was set oh, wow. classes going up and down the river every day and we got so lucky usually you know early May it's like rainy or it's cold we got sunshine every day it was amazing that's awesome 
just had our photo session. How this all started was I saw someone had reposted your giveaway, someone from Bates. I think it was, I want to say it was Allie Armstrong. Yes. Yep. I, yep, I, I could be wrong, but I think that that's how I saw it. I was like, oh, cool. I love giveaways. I never win them. Like, this will be fun. So <laughs> and at this point, I, had, I didn't even tell my boyfriend. Eh, he'll, he'll do it. Or if not, I'll do it. <laughs> We're now really close. Like, we can do it together. It'll be fine. And then I, I won it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So we did the photography session with you this past weekend. And I will just say, plugging you, you were like – We've never done a, like, professional – his dad likes photography. My mom likes photography. So, like, we've done, like, you know, the family photos. But it's not, like, an actual session. So you were our, our first, and you made us feel so comfortable and just, you know, full and natural. So – and then you sent a few photos this afternoon, and they look awesome already. So I'm so excited to see the rest of them. Yay! So on, like, a week-to-week – how many people do you get to shoot? How does that all kind of break down? And then how do people like find you in general? Is it mainly through Instagram or word of mouth or how does that happen for you? Yeah, so it is mostly Instagram and word of mouth. Um, my website is currently under construction. Um, and Are you I building use... it yourself? Yeah, I am. And then what I are you using? I, um, I'm using... Uh, pixie set it's where I am gonna um, deliver your gallery but then um, the package I have also comes with like a free website so I'm gonna use that (laughs) Um, and then for shoots I usually do at least two shoots a week um, depending um, I do have a couple other part-time jobs so depending on how busy I am with that yeah nice since the giveaway how is that so from just one stream of Instagram, I'm sure it's not as lucrative as maybe, you know, doing, I know that I was kind of briefly Googling of like how people find photographers. Cause after our session, I was really curious and there's like the knot, which is wedding type platform. So people yeah. on that, like, have you considered doing that? Or are you just going to rely on Instagram and then when your website's built? Yeah. So there's a couple, um, like the knot, there's wedding wire. Um, those are like the two big ones and you can make an account with them. Um, they people take can a commission? Also, uh, yeah, mm. I think the not, I believe does, or there's like a membership fee. Um, but brides can also suggest you on their site. So that okay. is really nice. So that's kind of like word of mouth. Uh, but also word of mouth and people reposting has been super helpful. Also, I love giveaways. I love helping people out. So I'll probably do more of those too. And those help grow my Instagram account a lot. Yeah, and we'll def- I'll definitely link like your Insta and all the, all the fun stuff that you, or that you want plugged will be listed below. Um, but also I'll be posting the photos that you sent. So everyone can, and I'll tag you in it. So everyone just look at mine. Yay! They're so pretty. So tell me this, what was your boyfriend's reaction when you were like, we have won a photo shoot and you're, you're part of it? (laughs) He's pretty good. He knows what will make me happy. And I love having photos. I'm not one of those people who, you know, we like breweries. That's one of the reasons this podcast is named Tapped In. So yeah, so he's like, we've gone to breweries before, especially um, like the more famous ones that are like very Instagrammable and 
you'll see like the couple and there's like a girl with taking photos of like the setup and then one sip, putting it down. It's yeah. a whole experience of just taking photos and being like not being present at all, which I hate. And I think that if we're going to take a photo, I try to do it like together. Like, oh, we're here. Like, let's take like, you know, the photo together and then we can enjoy the time there. It's not all about getting like, the quote unquote Instagrammable thing. But he knows that I like having those couple photos. We've been together for a long time. This, like, we just want it. You know, it's going to be something. Could be a whole day. We'll make it fun. But I would love to have this. Like, we don't have any formal type photos together. Um, Even one of my close friends just got married. And, you know, we got all dressed up. And we took, like, one photo together. (laughs) So even just having them, like, of us, you know, dressed up and not just in our casual clothes was, I think, a really great opportunity. So, he knew that it would make me happy and that he was a good sport about it. I think that, and I, I think that speaks to you. You were making us feel very comfortable and at ease. So he was like, oh, that's great. Even I feel like more nitpicky about if he looks good or not than me, yeah. um, which I think guys tend to do that. I don't think it's. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, my family, two brothers, one sister. So we have that whole dynamic with family photos. What one person thinks is good of them is not good for their other three and that whole process. Wow, um, that's so fun. <laughs> so getting back to like, like tips and tricks of other people getting into photography, what would you, have you had any like big lessons learned through this journey or things that you'd like recommend other people getting into or is it kind of, you just kind of got to learn by doing? So I think practice is like amazing. The two, mm-hmm. the two big ones I would say are practice and putting yourself out there. You know, you you see these photographers with crazy amount of following. You know, they didn't just get that by just posting photos every now and then. They, they get in front of the camera and they let you get to know a little bit about them, which makes it super personable. That way, you know, people are more comfortable. They feel like they know you already when you're in front of the camera. Um, when you add like fun facts, Um, that's always super helpful in getting clients and just getting more, more people on your profile. They can get to know you. They want another photographer. And with that, I'm sure you, you've done your specialty is elopements and weddings. So do you have any fun? I know we kind of talked about this at when we were doing our shoot, like crazy bridezilla stories or elopement stories or something. You're like, oh, that's something I wasn't expecting to encounter, like in this position. So with the, with brides and elopements, I have learned to definitely bring an emergency kit. You know, this can be like clear umbrellas, Q-tips, Advil, Gatorade, anything you think they might need because They've got bride, bridesmaids, but, you know, you got to be there, too, because their, their bridesmaids might not have that, and you're going to be with the bride so much that they might just need something, and you've got to be there for them. So I have learned to do have, like, a little emergency bride kit that has, like, a little hairbrush, Q-tips, uh, a couple of things of extra makeup. The clear umbrellas are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. had a situation where the the forecast has shifted, and how how does that adjust your approach? Because I feel like photos are very 
you know, you want it to be cloudy, you set your camera for that, and then you have it sunny, like how do you adapt to that kind of situation? And then I'm sure also the height of the bride being like, it's raining, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, imagine like planning your wedding day, like everyone who plans their wedding day, they plan so far ahead, like you never know what the weather's going to be, it's pretty scary. Um, Sometimes the venues can be moved inside, sometimes they can get a tent, a lot of venues give you an option they give you an option for like if it rains because they don't want to move the date obviously but yeah I always have those little things just in case and usually everyone is such a good sport about it you know they don't want to let anything ruin their wedding day it's their special day so the hype is always there no matter what have you had like weird requests I've seen a lot of like on Instagram I went down a rabbit hole today of like underwater bridal shoots and like crazy have you had requests like an underwater photo shoot or a very specific pose where like that doesn't look natural or anything that's just been very off center? Oh my gosh, I wish I would love to do an underwater photo shoot, but I don't have underwater housing for my camera because mm. that is like a thousand dollars or more. But you know, sometimes people have something that's sentimental to them, like you know, some weird thing like a teddy bear or something, which it's not that weird, but, you know, sometimes those photos are, you know, they're kind of fun. They're kind of quirky. They're not like anyone else's photos, of course. And so, yeah. So you're based in New England. Have you had to like travel anywhere else to do shoots or you just mainly do something that's local and that's kind of your territory? I've been in Maine. I was going to say I did an engagement session in New Hampshire, um, but not a elopement or a wedding, but mostly Maine up near the Booth Bay area is really popular for weddings um the Portland area as well that I mean the Portland area is just super expensive and it's tough because of all the crowds and stuff but sometimes people get married on like a boat or something or um yeah I have kept it to Maine mostly but I am down to travel I would love to travel nice putting that out there yes this kind of goes parallel to that, you know, at the at a wedding, you see everyone taking photos with their cameras and everyone thinks that they're like amateur photographer. So that the fact that you actually have invested in the equipment and I'm sure you have like the editing platform and stuff, would you recommend to like the everyday Joe? No. Yeah, I mean, there are actually a lot of great editing apps. I remember when I didn't have a computer, I was editing everything on my phone. Uh, when I was first starting out so I wasn't doing weddings or anything Um, but I was doing like portraits of friends and stuff and I would just have to edit everything on my phone it was super difficult but what did you use (laughs) so on a lot of the DSLR cameras they have bluetooth Mm -hmm. so when you take a picture it'll go right to your phone um, and it'll just be added to your camera roll or if you wanted to do like a self-portrait or something, you can see the view of the camera on your phone and tell it when to take a picture, which is really cool. Yeah. And I always want that epic like travel shot. So I like just having my iPhone and having that sunk up so I can like run away and like take like a timer photo. But I don't ever try to pretend that I actually know what I'm doing or edit it at all because I can't do that. And it will just wind up looking like very tacky so I was curious I know that a lot of people do pride themselves on the fact that they can edit and photoshop and that whole thing so I didn't know if you had any opinions on that whole like yeah 
there are two apps I would totally suggest for anyone who wants to make their, you know, camera phone pictures look amazing. Snap Speed is one of them. It's um it's a free app. Also Lightroom is free but you don't get all the features. I think it's like five or six dollars a month. Um, and you can get Lightroom on your phone or your computer. It's what a lot of photographers use to edit on computer. And that's also amazing because you can have presets. Um, mm -hmm. That's what all the Instagram you know, famous people yes, do, right? Exactly. You hear all this hype about presets, like influencers have presets mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and they're referring to Lightroom okay. is the application that they use that on. Oh, man. Hmm. So you played basketball in college. How do you, how's it going now without that, you know, that team thing? I know I struggled without a team for a while. It was so weird. So how are you, how are you doing with all that? Do you keep in touch with them or, or what? Yeah. So I actually wound up quitting midway through my senior year through, we'll say creative differences with my coach, which I don't yeah. at all. Cause it actually gave me a lot of experience of like how to, deal people who you don't necessarily get along with or you have differences with so I think my whole basketball career wasn't how I had planned it but I, I think I like grew a lot as a person through that and then I actually wound up also playing water polo I played club water polo and I'm much closer with my team from that experience I still talk to some of my teammates from basketball but I think in general I, I talk more frequently with some of my WAPO girls but the whole not having like a coach tell you what to do when to do it has been a growing <laughs> process. Yeah. Having to like get my butt to the gym on my own has been a learning curve. That's been, and especially now with COVID, like not having, I got into a really good routine of actually going to the gym and then having no gym to go to and then having to force myself to run outside or do a hit workout is even more lame. So I don't do that as much as I should. It's definitely been a process of going from always identifying as a sport player or an athlete to a NARP now, someone who doesn't play a sport. Um, yeah, non-athletic regular person. Yeah. How? <laughs> but, or like in swimming. So I used to swim as well. And it went from you were a swimmer to a swammer because you no longer oh. Yeah, which is so sad. But I wish that there was a more general, like nice term for that for other sports, like for basketball you're a baller, but that's also past tense. So it's like, I'm a baller. -er. Right. But it's been, it's been interesting. What about you? What was your journey going from being an athlete to an ARP? Um, I feel you on having a hard time getting to the gym. I just started running again and it makes me feel really good, but it is so hard to get there. Mm -hmm. Once you do it, you feel great, but you really have to push yourself to get there. Yeah. Even with COVID, I'm it's still hard to get there no matter what. <laughs> I think it helps when you have something pretty to see around. Like we're fortunate enough to live close to the coast. So running to the beach and seeing the ocean and that's been really great. But it, when I'm not around here and I know when I travel too, um, that's a really cool way to see a city, like to wake up in a new city and like run the streets and you know, you have your map. So you don't, you bring your phone or at least I do. So I can make my way back to wherever I'm staying, but it's cool because you can see somewhere that you weren't maybe planning on seeing. Um, and then you kind of start off your day on a good note, but when it's the weekend and when it's COVID, um, that's definitely much harder to do. Yeah. What, um, did you have any travels planned pre COVID that it kind of messed up? 
Not exactly. So this time for the, the around this time for the past two years, I've been in Europe. So I went to the Netherlands, Belgium and Germany, basically this time last year. And then the year before that as well. And then I think even the year before that, I'm, Europe is kind of my go-to travel because it's the, with flights, it's relatively affordable and you can go for a quicker time period. So I had been debating, there's this celebration in the Netherlands called King's Day, which is celebrating their, they're a monarch country. So the king's birthday is like their big, like kind of patriotic day. Everyone dresses in orange. There's little kids selling things on the street during the day. And it's just like this whole big oh. party. It's like 4th of July for us, but on steroids. Yeah. And I went there last year and it was so much fun. I have some friends who are studying studying over there and then some friends who live there and I was I had such a great time last year I was like oh maybe I'll go again this year but I hadn't booked anything so COVID started like end of March April ish um Mm. and that was when I was like okay if I'm gonna book something last minute it'd be like beginning of April because everything fills up so I think still being procrastinating a little bit and I hadn't booked anything and then it kind of hit and I also not being able to travel, like not having that option, I feel like also makes you want to do it even more, or at least yes. it does for me. So that having it just taken away so quickly. And yeah, what about you? Did you have anything booked that you didn't get to go or? Some weddings have been moved to yeah. next year or some have just been pushed back later in the season and friends weddings got pushed back, which is mm-hmm. such a bummer, but you know, they're doing the right thing tough time for everyone you know especially with weddings I feel like that would be such a heartbreaking thing to have to decide on that you can't have your loved ones all congregate for something like that takes so long to plan that must be really hard for couples to deal with yeah I can't imagine like people who have older grandparents and stuff Mm -hmm. or things you know urgent things like that um, must be really must have been really tough this year it's been a rough a rough trip but something this is you know about our shoot but it was so cool to like get to know you guys because we had a lot more in common it was crazy we had you know we know some mutual people so that was really cool Maine is such a small world I feel in that way everyone kind of knows everyone so I've slowly started to experience that too with more and more people from school or more and more people that I just currently live in Maine but yeah that was such a small world we were just shooting and then whoever that one person was that you and Jesse were talking about that wound up being same name, same, yeah. different people. That was wild. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me on here. I'm so excited for your podcast journey and where it might take you. Thank you. Hopefully, yeah, next time we can do it face-to-face and not have this whole pandemic. Hopefully it'll all be quieted down and we can, I can like refer to the photos already published. Um, I'm so excited for you to see all of them. Yeah, me too. There's so many. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I certainly did. Please feel free at any time to shoot an email out to the podcast. The email is tappedinconnect at gmail.com. And please continue to send in those Apple podcast reviews. It really, really helps the podcast get listens. And there's a giveaway if you leave a review. So bye.